Hey everybody, welcome back. <laughs> I said I'd try I'm a different Dr. one. Nick. Uh, hey, Dr. Nick. Hello everybody. Yeah. Oh yeah yeah. Well. <laughs> they were on the Simpsons. <laughs> you throw me way off. I wanted because you made fun of my hello last time, so I didn't want to. Be I like, know you hello, do. Hello everybody. You do you. Yeah. <laughs> so instead of going for Count Dracula, oh, you, you make... went for Dr. Nick. <laughs> yeah. Well, what I'm trying to say is we are back in the room and haven't left the room actually because we're all in quarantine at the moment at time of recording whoop, whoop. Uh, in the current climate um but and even a, by the time of release we're probably still going to be in probably quarantine. but you know what it's a great time to talk about video games and a great time to play games because it's that's a good way of uh, keeping yourself occupied while staying indoors and staying safe gamers were made for this to be honest my life really is weren't. in is not any different <laughs> <laughs> the, my life has not changed no, the introvert in me is like yeah i've prepared my whole life for this i'm ready yeah so i am chris joined again by my brothers adam and eric hey, and in today's episode we are talking about our favorite games from 2018 We are getting really close to the end of our first topic, which is just what were your favorite games from the last decade, Flew going by. year by year. Yeah. Yep. Um, Good job, folks. And then we'll be opening up. What? what? <laughs> well done, everybody. <laughs> we could have done this today. Well, you know what? Actually, there's no point in making a podcast. If no one's listening to you. That's true. So, yeah. Thanks to everyone for listening. Well, to thank us. you for listening. Um, okay. So, like I started the intro differently, I am also going to open up the discussion normally i ask someone else to start but um yeah i'm gonna go right off the bat so like again this time around our favorite game of this year we have talked about it previously um it's actually the same game uh we all have the same favorite so we're gonna start with our second favorite and then go into our number one after that um and so right off the bat my second favorite game from 2018 was Spider-Man on the PS4. What do you guys think? We've Eric, all played. Have, oh, we? have we all played? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We played it. Yeah, I, yeah. Platinum. You platinumed it. I platinumed. Did you? Yeah. I didn't know that. You liked it that you, much? I thought you said previously there was only like two games you'd platinumed before. Uh no, there's twenty. I said there's twenty games that I've platinumed. <laughs> oh, sorry. I I I didn't hear the zero. <laughs> <laughs> that's two by ten. That's <laughs> that. Well, that's because the word zero is not in twenty. Yeah. What? <laughs> you didn't hear the zero because zero is not in 20. <laughs> I am not able for this. That's okay. Yeah, it's a bit no, early. That's true. That's, yeah, that's right. I didn't hear that. You get a coffee. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so what did anyone else particularly like about Spider-Man before I tell, tell you what I like? Um, you go on, yeah, yeah you I'll, go, I'll go for it. Sure. Um, well, just the, the bring back the good old classic fun swinging around New York. The interactions with everyone, just, just you know, really good crack, like good fun. It is, yeah, it is great fun. They definitely, the well, it's the best Spider-Man game since Spider-Man Two on the PS Two, and better again, I would mm. say. Like mm-hmm. they've they improved on it in every possible way, but the swinging felt so good, so so good. And which is the first question everyone asks, right? Like when it comes to a Spider-Man game, they go, "How is the swinging?" 
Like, they're not even, they're, like seriously, like like nobody. Was swinging, huh? Like it was literally every reviewer. Like I'd imagine the game developers were probably like like we worked really hard on nailing the story and the characters and the writing and designing the characters and making the music, designing our own Spider-Man suit, coming up with our own original Spider-Man story and all this, and like uh, really refining the combat and everything. And uh, just everyone, just, yeah. But how's the swinging though? Yeah. <laughs> Which I'm sure they are proud of, but I'm sure at a point they were probably like, would someone. Will one reviewer please bring up one of our other like aspects of this game that we spent a long time making? Uh, but oh, it's, it's 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 version of the Batman cape, you know, like yes, the, the, has, the, has, yeah, the swing, the swing is phenomenal. They did nail it, I think, and the running on the buildings and stuff feels yeah. like perfect. Yeah, I think that's what's really nice about the game is that there's nothing, you know, there's no kind of nothing that stops you. You know, you you don't hit a wall and then that's it. You're you're done. Yeah, yeah. You know, something that like. The Assassin's Creed games, I think, you suffers quite a bit when you're climbing. Uh, you know, it should be really, really fluid, but oftentimes you go to try and jump towards a building and he jumps to the wrong building and you fall to your death and all that yeah, kind of stuff. Yeah. So it just pulls you out of the flow. Whereas in this Spider-Man game, it's like, it's, you know, if you hit a Seems. building, it's grand. You can just run up that up building. Runs up ass nuts, isn't it? And even yeah. if you fall, like, a really great height, you don't take any damage. No, because it's Spider-Man. He just lands and, like, feel like he does the hero's landing. Yeah, badass. Yeah, um, they also did a really good job of bringing New York to life as well. It's yeah, so full of um, yeah. City. I really that's one thing I really appreciate with this versus yeah. you know other open world games, but even the the last Batman game that we were discussing. Yeah, yeah, of course. It's like that's one thing that I think they they missed an opportunity is to make Gotham feel like a living city, and they nailed it with with New York. They did, and it's so interesting. Like, and it, it's unavoidable. Like, you can't not compare this to the Arkham franchise, I feel. Like, it's yeah. really hard not to because... Um, and in many ways, in like in good ways. Like, it's very like that series. Yeah. Uh, in terms of how it plays, in terms of the combat, and even, like, the taking on multiple enemies or the stealth scenarios and stuff. Like, it's very like the Arkham gameplay, but that's a good thing. Like, it's, like I remember playing the Arkham game. I think it was after Arkham City. Um, Spider-Man after Batman would be, like, He's my next favorite superhero. Um, and so I was hoping they'd make a Spider-Man game at some point. And I do remember saying, just use this gameplay. This is perfect. Like, you know, yeah. you just use the webs to grapple up onto buildings and then still take down people. And, you know, sure, the his spider sense can be the countermeasure thing. You know, the yeah. thing that flashes above your head, which they did. So yeah. they took it all and it works. Um, but I think it's really interesting that for, for a Spider-Man game, it nearly it needs to be during daytime. Yeah. Right, and a Batman game needs to be at night. It's just the, that that's the contrast. This is a brighter, and in terms of tone, like there is like emotional stuff and some dark moments, but it is a funner, brighter game than the Arkham series. Yeah. I think. Yeah, they definitely the the attitude of the game is like they they really nailed it. It has, you know, the almost the Sam Raimi style, but it also has the new kind of Marvel the top the kind of tom holland style uh, spider-man in there as well yeah does um it. so it's like it's just a perfect blend it's not necessarily like this is our version of spider-man they they really did a good job of kind of going this is the marvel version of spider-man well i it's it's sort of like yeah you're you're dead on actually because it's like when you play the arkham games you go that is definitively batman and like so the movie versions of batman like they they focus on an aspect of batman and they usually well, not all of them, but a lot of them have nailed that particular aspect of Batman, whether it's, you know, Christian Bale's uh, 
you know, broken kind of a man who's just trying to come to terms with his childhood trauma, right? Or you have, you know, Ben Affleck's Batman, which was the, a lot more like... The tactical brute. The tactical brute, yeah, exactly, yeah. Like, the Arkham Batman actually has them all, like the detective aspects, yeah. like the everything. And this Spider-Man, I felt, um, had all of the... Like, this Spider-Man, I wish, was the movie Spider-Man. The current one. Yeah. Because... Don't get me wrong, like, like Tom Holland is a good Spider-Man, but I don't think he's the best. I don't think he's as good as people hold him up to be. Yeah. Like I personally, I preferred Sam Raimi's Spider-Man, um, and I preferred that Spider-Man world. It felt more like the Spider-Man I had watched in like the '90s cartoons. Yeah. Um, and since then, I've I've lacked that. I haven't had that kind of Spider-Man feeling again. Mm-hmm. Like even the Amazing Spider-Man, Andrew Garfield, still for me didn't quite hit the. It didn't feel like the same Spider-Man universe and this game I felt it when he was interacting with Mary Jane I felt it again I was like this is this that's Spider-Man and even like they, they have a Stan Lee cameo in it right like, yeah and he actually goes I always wanted you two to get together you know him and Mary Jane I was like yeah me too who are all these other like girls showing up in these movies I know he had other girlfriends in the comics but like come on Peter Parker Mary Jane it's just iconic like um, yeah. yeah it's a great game <laughs> I loved as well um, their depiction of Dr. Octopus. Yeah, I, I yeah, wasn't I expecting didn't, I him didn't. and I thought he was I thought he was fucking awesome. I thought he yeah. was great. Really, really good. I didn't get that far into it, but I know he's the villain. Oh, you haven't cleared the, it? No, I never cleared it. Oh, really? I, got, I just got bored of it. Oh, okay. Yeah. What you um, find boring about it then? That's interesting. That is interesting. Um... Because it's a fun game. Yeah. <laughs> it is a fun game. I'd recommend it the, to fucking anyone to play like. Boss fights were okay. The fighting the enemies was very jagged and actually wasn't that fluid. Okay. There was just a lot of like, I'm in the middle of fighting someone and now I have to dodge. While with Batman, I was actually able to counter and keep going. Right. But there was a lot of stopping and starting in fights. And it kind of just... Uh, the swinging was class. It was... That was that was great, um, and interacting with all the civilians and stuff on the town was great. And yeah, the interacting with all the characters and character designs was good. But just all the fights were like, yeah, I've done this, I did this. This is the Arkham games, like. Well, I, I, that's the point yeah. I was gonna say is like what I like about it is initially I did go in playing it expecting the Arkham game. Yeah, yeah. But the combat is actually quite different. You do have to tackle it a lot differently. So if you go in expecting it to work like Arkham Asylum. You're gonna get your ass beat. Oh yeah, you do gotta. It like, plays much differently. You gotta think on your toes, I think. So yeah, instead of counter fight, it's dodge fight, hmm. and you gotta kind of use your environment more. Um, yeah. use, use your gadgets a hell of a lot more. So you're kind of like building combos, uh, and it's not just as simple as just beat down, beat down, beat down. Because Spider Man, that's not his strength. His strength comes down to, you know, his environment. And, and using his webs. Yeah, whereas yeah. Batman can just straight up punch through anyone. And webbing up the enemies feels great. Yeah, it really like, does. Yeah. Even and I even like the little um some of the little side quest stuff, which like some of it is stuff that comes from his character in the comics, like trying to find a certain spot in the city and take a picture of it. As like the photography thing. Like yeah, that makes a lot of sense. But the backpacks, yeah, that was really cool, like because in the movies, they have done like scenes where he'll throw a backpack and web it to a, a building. So they're like, well, let's do a thing where like 
he has done that multiple times and had to buy new school bags and then you can find yeah. them but they know, also said the like ones. i mean and it only works for spider-man you know i think with any other superhero it doesn't really work to do these kind of mundane tasks right but he's the one he's the friendly neighborhood spider-man exactly yeah so he can do all these like oh yeah my cat's stuck in a tree kind of a thing yeah and it yeah. works because it's also a callback to like the earlier adventures of spider-man in the early comics like he wasn't taking on these huge world-ending villains you know he yeah. was just helping his local you know but that's what neighbor. Wor- works for me in a spider-man story yeah. and it's like you go back to the the, the famous quote, great power comes great responsibility. The I haven't felt that be apparent in a Spider-Man movie since Spider-Man 2, personally. Yeah. I know they've tried to push it as part of a theme, but I don't think they've made it as apparent. Like He hasn't been struggling with as much going on because they've been focusing either on making it really serious in Andrew Garfield's case or making it really fun and lighthearted in Tom Holland's case. And they yeah. haven't found that right balance um, and in this game, I felt it again, where he was like, I'm trying to help down at the shelter there. I'm trying to help uh, Dr. Octavius in my job here. I'm trying to go to university and do my studies there. And I'm trying to be Spider-Man. And there's this thing going on. I'm trying to help the police. And after a while, he actually does get overwhelmed. And then he finds himself, I'm trying to help Miles. Miles is a great addition. Yeah, that was, yeah, that, that, was, that was really good. The It's the end of chapter. I did get to the end of Act 1, and that is a great ending to the act brilliant yeah yeah it's that very scene good. is really good mm. when they there's like an attack at city hall or something oh with miles yeah 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 yeah, yeah. no that was really and you see good from his perspective don't you yes yeah. He yeah, yeah. Play as really... him yeah. yeah um yeah the, there's some really nice story beats in it because it, it well firstly the way the game opens up which is just straight in yeah yeah. like yeah. straight from cutscene into gameplay that's here we that's go fantastic. yeah straight in yeah it's great. um just doing the usual spider-man stuff like the car chases in it yeah way better than what is in arkham knight yeah no they're really phenomenal good. yeah um but then the way the story just ranks up and the villains become much more dangerous the uh i suppose the stakes are much higher and then the whole game gets darker so we go from yeah you're playing during the day and then it yeah. becomes nighttime as well um so that scene where they break out the six like that is just such a good scene it's brilliant and like more and more He's getting beat down and he's not like yeah he's not able for them yeah and so good suit. and the, the way you can change your costumes and stuff yeah and it's each cool. costume has a benefit outside of just being cosmetic it has an ability yeah that's really, really different cool. i'm starting to think that when i play this, this is like the same thing as horizon zero dawn like i just wasn't in the mood to play it at the time and that's Maybe, why i couldn't yeah. get if into you it. replay it now you're gonna be like, like yeah no, oh it's my crass. god <laughs> no like i mean it's it's a phenomenal game it's I really went good. in not expecting much, if, I, if I'm going to be honest. Well, I, I thought it was just going to be... I thought it was going overhyped, and I thought it was going yeah. to... Uh, it's similarities to Batman. Yeah. And, and kind of, um, you know, just... Batman has done all the hard work, and therefore they're just going to take it and reskin it as Spider-Man. That yeah, was my yeah, attitude yeah. towards it. But when I went in and played it, I was like... And, and relearned how you should fight in it as well, because I, I was using the kind of Arkham-style combat which is not how you should play it it doesn't work that way so no. when you rethink and, and play it the way they want you to play it yeah 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 it's it's a fantastic game really like i was always really excited for a, a spider-man game um because i love him um but when i saw the footage 
the first when I, when I saw the first footage I was like oh that looks great that looks oh, really yeah, good yeah. and then I saw more footage and they were showing off the villain and stuff who I'd never heard of yeah. and I was like ah, I'm not really that interested in that that doesn't look great uh, I was wrong the, the villain Debbie Downer <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Negative he was awesome he's really cool like I, I, I'd never his heard his backstory him, and everything is really cool in that. it's fucking yeah. awesome but it actually worked like they didn't deviate away from it too much because I, I looked them up because that's what I do when it comes to comic book villains I've never heard of because I know quite a lot of them and I just had never heard of this guy mm. and I thought they'd made him up for the game and I was like come on like, dude, like Spider-Man has a great range of villains there's no need to make one up just for a game like you could definitely pull from the ones that are there um, but he does exist he was introduced to the, like the 2000s comics um that's why so like most of the ones i'd know i knew him from like the 90s cartoons and stuff yeah he didn't exist yet so um but yeah he has like a great backstory and like this really cool ability and i just thought the visuals after a while like i was like oh these this is actually really cool like and he has this like split personality thing going on which mirrors peter parker's kind of yeah dual personality so i i actually thought he was really cool in the end well i did find it interesting because so with the arkham games they take place like you can you can say that they're like the last story nearly you know oh, yeah. like as in all the comics would lead up to this or all yes, the yeah. cartoons would lead up to that so it is already kind of taken for granted that you would know what happened to Barbara Gordon and all that kind of stuff yeah yeah um you know he's now on his like third robin and all that kind of stuff whereas with Spider-Man it kind of does a little bit of both yeah some of it is like, okay, Harry is gone and all this kind of stuff. He's already been with Mary Jane, etc. Um, so this, it, we're now introducing the second Spider-Man as well. That's right, yeah. Um, whereas, uh, but they also have the whole, uh, you know, Octavius is not Doctor Octopus yet. That's right, yeah, yeah. So it's really interesting that they kind of blended both. Yeah, they, they're playing with the timeline, yeah. and it's. I think it worked really well in the game. But I did like. There's something powerful in knowing, um, like, because it's not, okay, like, we're not spoiling the game by saying Dr. Octavius, who you start off friends with, becomes Dr. Octopus, right? No, because everyone, everyone knows, knows that. that. Yeah. But there's something great in it in that you know more than the character knows. Like, Peter does not know Dr. Octavius is going to turn into this film. Yeah. And slowly but surely, because you're working with him. And you're getting to know him over time. You do these like little experiments with him and stuff. And slowly but surely, you see him crack over time. And nearly every I thought it was subtle, really good. Every subtle thing that he does, like he slightly loses his temper or whatever. Yeah, it's all little. To, yeah, to yeah. everyone else, that's not a big deal. But to you as a player, you're like, oh, geez. Yeah, because I, I know where this is going to go. And I have to say, that boss fight at the end is fucking epic. It's pretty cool. Yeah. It's really good. What's your favorite boss fight in the game? Because, yeah, Eric, you know, I, I agree with Eric, they're not great. No, the, like, okay, I'm going to say the boss fights for me are not better than... I, I hate that I do have to draw comparisons, but especially when it comes to the boss fights, I find I do. They're not better than the Arkham no. boss fights, right? They don't surpass them. Um, But my favorite boss fight is probably one of the Mr. Negative ones, to be honest. Because really? some of them were just really, really, had really cool visuals. Um, and then other than that, probably the Dr. Octopus one at the end. I thought mm. it was really good. Like, the Scorpion one is cool, but, yeah, quite but like you can't one. help but... F- 
find yourself going, well, this is like a scarecrow sequence. And I kind of, I've seen. Yeah, one, it is. But I, I, I really but, like it though. Or like the rhino there, is, is a Bane segment. Seen yeah. one of yeah, when my friends fight, there's a bit where you fight rhino and scorpion at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so Ryan obviously looked around and was like, well, that's just Bane from Arkham Asylum. And then Scorpion is just a giant nuisance. All oh, right. No, that that's... fight's okay. But the, no, there's a bit where you play as Miles. Okay. And you have to sneak away from uh, the Rhino. And, and it's it, like Arkham Origins? It is exactly the sequence of Arkham Origins when you're trying to stay away from Bane. All oh, right. Yeah, it's exactly that. Yeah. Um, I quite like the, the... Oh, man, what's his name? I'm getting so mixed up with them now. What's that? I was basically going to call him Solomon Grundy, but he's not Solomon Grundy. Uh, oh, uh, oh, Tombstone. Tombstone, yeah, he's basically Solomon Grundy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's awesome. That was a pretty cool moment, I thought. Yeah, I love as but well. But that's only a side quest. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, it is. But I love as well that, the, and some of the little side missions are actually really good. There was a, there's a cool one I thought was cool anyway. And uh, it's this character, and she's a really minor villain in the Spider-Man comics, but she has this like social media game. Where she has like these people and like they're her followers. She's trying to get all these like follows on online. Mm. But she has like kidnapped hostages in the city and they're all in danger. And Spider Man has to like rescue them and there's like time limits. So there's like bombs or something. And like there's people with cameras and their phones and everything watching this go on and they're all like putting it up online as like it's an entertainment game thing. And she's just doing it to get more follows. Yeah, and I thought it was a really cool. Like it's only a little side quest, but it's a it's a really cool one. But a lot of little side quests a, are really interesting. Isn't it? That's very like Batman, but within the Spider-Man world. No, you wouldn't like, really I'm, have someone like you'd have someone that messed up yes, in that's Gotham, true, yeah. but to go to like to be all advanced using like internet is definitely yeah. much more Spider-Man world, which is great. Yeah, no, because I suppose Batman always feels like it's within us, even though it's like always modern. It does always feel like it's within a certain timeline. Like, there's sort of a 50s gangster thing going on yeah. always with, with Batman. Whereas, yeah, Spider-Man has always been kind of up-to-date and more modern. Um, but, yeah, it's just... They, they my just only, nailed the Spider-Man yeah, my, experience, my I only felt. My criticism of the Spider-Man game is similar to um, Horizon as well. Yeah. Is that, although they're really, really good games, they're actually quite short in terms of once you're done with them, you're done with them. Like, I yeah. have absolutely... No reason to go back and play that game now. No, not particularly. No, because I've done everything. Yeah, yeah, and when you've done it all, you've done it all. That's yeah. that's the truth. There's very little, unlike something like GTA. Whereas if you complete GTA, even if you did absolutely everything possible in GTA, just going into that world and just getting into a car and driving around, like you, it, it's fun just to explore that world. Yeah. Whereas Spider-Man, because you are swinging above the city and you can go from one end to the other in a matter of seconds there's very little incentive to actually you know really explore that world there's yeah, not much yeah. to it yeah so that's my that'd be my only criticism of it. where did it rank for you this year or that year that year yeah uh, yeah probably would be my second favorite okay as well yeah 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 did um what do you think of the suit because they took some liberties with the Spider-Man suit. The, I... the, the first one that you get, like the, oh, the, the actual design of it with the white spider on it. Yeah, yeah, I liked it. Yeah, I changed it back to the original, like yeah, to the yeah, one yeah. you start off with. Because I'm like, but there's like, because I do like that you have the option to change into lots of different yeah. ones, and they make references to the comics and the villains and everything. But I was like, but if you give me the one he starts off with to be able to wear, why would I wear? Like, I want to be Spider-Man, so I'm gonna wear the Spider-Man outfit. So why would I wear this new? 
white one, to be honest. It was actually my opinion. Okay, fair. Also, fair. I think the one you start off with has the ability to give you health or something like that. No, the first one and the white spider, I think, have the ex- they don't have any additional abilities, really. All right. It's the other suits do. All right. I liked the white spider because they clearly took... So they took, like, the red and blue normal, like, yeah. famous costume. Yeah. But they took the white spider from the Venom suit. Yeah. I thought it was That's what cool. it's from. Yeah. Oh. As a reference, like, so... Aren't you able to wear that outfit? Isn't that a costume you're able to get? Is the, the Venom suit? Venom suit. I'm not um, sure. I don't remember it. For story reasons, it would make sense not to do it. Because... Yeah, I don't remember it. They are insinuating that Venom. even though he has met a lot of the other villains and he's had quite a career as Spider-Man... He hasn't met Venom yet. Okay. And that that will come up in sequels. That's... And that's... I mean, the I way the game ends as well, the, like, that has me hyped for the next one. Yeah, and the, it's, it's another thing where, like, the, the first one is a great game, but I think, kind of like we said with Horizon, I yeah. think the sequel it's gonna is be, going to be yeah. fucking fantastic. And I think we're going to get that quite soon, actually. I think that's going to be early on in the PS5 lifestyle. Yeah, I would say either late next year or early the following year. Yeah. I would think. Probably. Like, we'll probably hear mention of it maybe at the end of this year. Yeah. At least I, think, a, I think that and Horizon are probably going to be... the like big sellers. The, the, yeah, the... not Definitely not launch titles, but within the first few years of PS5. I think so as well. Yeah, I think so as well. Because I'd say that they're definitely already... Well, sorry, they are already working on them. Yeah. That was announced. Like, they... I think they... It's only bought in, Insomniac, so... They worked straight into the sequel for Spider-Man. Like, they... Because mm. they'd set it up, they had hoped and thank god it went well they had hoped like they'd set it up that we want to do a sequel we want yeah. this to be a series of games and it should be because it is good enough to warrant a series of games i don't like when games and films do that um i think it depends on what they are because because horizon does the same yeah okay it ends with an open ending and i was thinking to myself I was like well gorilla this was a very big leap for you and you were taking a um, yeah a like so what if it didn't do well now it's like because andromeda mass effect andromeda does that and i'm like i am curious to, to know where they were going with that but because it flopped so much and because it didn't do well they're not probably going to make a sequels now yeah but it's like yeah you know, I, I do like it because it's almost like uh it's not a cliffhanger it's just it's open to the possibility of a second it works yeah it's kind of like, happen to do a second i see where you're coming from but i also see like if you watch a horror movie Mm. and a, a, a good horror movie usually ends on a like a last minute but here's what you know like they're not out of the woods yet yeah. right yeah does everyone get what i'm trying to say like yep. there's always like a little like like for example season one of stranger things actually right when will Fair is enough, in yes. the house and he has these this like freak out moment where he's actually still within the the upside, upside down, down yeah. and he pukes out a little slug into the sink mm-hmm that could have never had another season and it would have been a perfect ending just to go oh like it wasn't really a happy ending yeah but also because it did well they were able to follow up with a sequel so in that sense i suppose the spider this like in particular this spider-man game it ends with such a way of like um like spider-man saved the day but his fight is far from over and we know always that's going usual to be more. spider-man yeah like, there's always going to be more spider-man's and- never going to have a happy life no, he's not. And that's a big part of his whole story, you know. Yeah, he's, um, he's cursed to always fight the next. I love, there's thing. a great, Stanley gave an interview once where he talked about, um, like he had a story once with Spider-Man where, and like they'd never done about other superheroes, where he, there's like an issue 
very early on within the Spider-Man comics where his like costume got ripped and he's like god I gotta sew my costume back together and he has to go get sewing supplies and he <laughs> has to go to the apartment and actually like sew it together yeah. and because he always lived in an apartment he didn't have like a super layer or anything like, yeah. Spider-Man was always just like a normal guy even yeah. though he had powers which is why like because people will always say like oh Batman's my favourite because he's the most relatable and in many ways Spider-Man like apart from the powers way more relatable more relatable because he's just this guy who has like nothing um, who's just trying to get by and do the right thing you know yep. and it's so Spider-Man I suppose is like if you had powers what would you do yeah uh, you would still have to deal with the shit in your life that all wouldn't just go away you know um, but yeah they fucking I think they just nailed the character and the experience people didn't like I noticed a lot of people were saying it online they didn't like the Mary Jane sequences where you play as Mary Jane yeah they I weren't very them. good okay I, I actually liked them I oh, didn't okay. mind them yeah. uh, which is interesting but yeah no I mean most people didn't like them so how come you didn't like them um, it always felt like uh, kind of like the Ashley sequences in Resident Evil 4 right, or yeah, something yeah, like that yeah, you know yeah. I mean I think it's actually that's not as bad as the Mary Jane bit actually oh really yeah wow i because i dread playing as ashley yeah playing as ashley is not good but it's just the sequence isn't that long and it just heightens the scare factor so it works in that works in a horror context whereas in 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 spider-man it's okay all this like fast-paced action that you're used to and this is what the whole selling point of the game is is yeah yeah. fast action See, yeah let's just like it. let's just remove all that and do a really uninspired stealth sequence which i've played stealth games yeah i know yeah. this is not the top stealth mission no, i've ever not. played so. I, I people always i think hate those moments where the thing that they like the main gameplay is taken away from them yes and i actually always like them because i don't like them to happen too often right but i do like just but I like think they are a bit it, too often in, in the, spider-man they break up the action a bit you know, and yeah. they added another little story on it. So, like, um, it'll always go back to, like, some of the earlier games that we played. So, like, in Final Fantasy VII, for example, there's these, like, minigame moments, like the driving on a motorbike, right? Where the gameplay you're used to is totally taken away from you, but it's only for a brief moment, and it works in the moment, right? Yeah. The reason I like the Mary Jane elements is because, uh, from a character perspective, I think they portrayed Mary Jane really well. So, I like spending yeah. a bit more time with her. That was kind of... Yeah, big. I like that as well. I, I didn't mind it the first time yeah yeah uh, and then the second time i was like hmm okay i'll deal with it but then the third time it was like jesus like this this is happening just a little too often and then the next time you that happens you're like ah, oh, here there's four altogether isn't there yeah i think there's four moments altogether because there's nothing new every segment there's absolutely nothing new and the only time yeah, where i is, actually no nah, not really there's a great side in the train station is great She's in the train station and she has to pinpoint the enemies. But she, so yeah, that's good. And she I like, that. like signals yep. when Spider-Man should take him down. So you're seeing Spider-Man do his takedowns, but from her perspective, yeah, I, that was that, great. That segment works, and I think it works with the Tombstone one as well, because he oh, yeah, there yeah. is a horror aspect to that. And that yeah, he's that, like creepy. That works. Whereas with the other parts, it's just like yeah, whatever. Like it, it's not even it's not fun. It's not tense it's not okay. hard because I, I, I remember like you're in the Oscorp building at one point as well and I was just so interested I was like as her looking around and they have her as a journalist in this version I think that works a lot better than the notion of like a struggling actress or something like that I think the 
yeah april like, o'neill version of yeah you know, she's she like, really cool in it i think works a lot better and fits her into the story a bit more yeah. like there's there would have been an issue with, I, I get why they get you to play as mary jane because she can't swing around with spider-man no. and as a result she wouldn't be in the game very much i don't think if it was just moments where you go and talk to her because you like you don't time i think i'd be a little her, bit so i just think it'd be much more interesting if they if the sequences weren't the same the whole way through yeah so like around, yeah. the train sta- station that's pretty cool and, and the yeah, tombstone yeah. one that's really cool but the one where you're in like oscorp like instead of it just being the same crouched and hiding behind obstacles give us kind of like a arkham origin style investigation like piecing, piecing something together yeah, or, yeah that something really that maybe cool. it's like it's something the spider-man's tech tech tends not to do that much you know yeah. like she has this ability now and spider-man needs her help because she has this journalist ability um like i think that would have been that would have shaken things up a little bit and made it more interesting do you think it's better than the arkham games no definitely not well you must think it's better than at least one of them <laughs> yeah well like i think well yeah the, with great power great responsibility and all that kind of stuff i think uh as series go on, um, I don't know whether it's studios tend to focus on their own thing. I mean, we even saw that with Uncharted. Although Uncharted Three is one of my favorite, I can you, you know you can easily see how Uncharted got out of control. Yeah, but yeah, uh, we can see that with the Arkham series as well. It gets yeah. out of control. Yeah. Um, yeah, like it's like the next Resident Spider-Man Evil. game is going to be phenomenal. Resident Evil got massively out of control. But Spider-Man Three, maybe not so much. Maybe not so much. But yeah. we that's something that's reflected not only in the games industry, it's in the films industry, it's in TV shows. Yeah. I don't know what it is about. You lose that new feeling, I think. Or like, well, I think it's they, hard they to just, stay inspired. Maybe. Yeah, they they. It's hard to just keep the thing feeling new and fresh, and I yeah. think that's probably a problem. You don't have to make it feel new and fresh every time. No. You know, you can just, you know, tweak it here and there, but it doesn't have to be like, oh yeah, what's a whole new mechanic we can add and change Yeah, because it's like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. It's like, give us a new story. One thing I didn't actually like about the Arkham games, because obviously Spider-Man and Arkham are very similar, is, you know, obviously Arkham Asylum really does feel like this came straight after the comics. Yeah, it, is, yeah, it does, yeah. And then Arkham City feels less so, and then Arkham Origins even less so, and then yeah. Arkham... Like, yeah, so they did actually lose control because they end up feeling not like this was part of the same universe at all. Yeah. In many ways, yeah, in really design like and stuff, yeah. Yeah, and then, like... Because Ar- obviously with Arkham Asylum, you have the character bios, which are all, like, the, the comic-style design. Yeah, it was and then, fucking cool. Then they just went off the walls and went, nah, we're just going to kind of ignore all that, and all these new villains are now people he didn't know. Yeah. yeah, but so, I, my take with Spider-Man compared to the Arkham games is kind of like Tomb Raider to Uncharted. Yeah, that's right. Like I really, really like the new Tomb Raider games, mm-hmm. and it's pretty clear that it took inspiration from Uncharted. Yes, but I don't prefer it, and I'm kind of the same here. Like this new Spider-Man, although yeah, it's got a lot in common with Spider-Man Two. But if you go back and play Spider-Man Two, like. <laughs> Well, it, it doesn't hold up. No. Let's just let's. So it definitely straight. takes a lot from the Arkham games. Yeah, but I prefer the does. Arkham games over Spider-Man. I do as well, but that and that could be down to just preferring Batman and his world as well. Like it could be, but also I suppose, um, when like one of the things that jarred me a little bit with Spider-Man, and I know he does have them, but like the gadgets don't totally like feel weird to me with Spider-Man. Really? Um, yeah, they do. Whereas with Batman. I expect every gadget in the book, like you know. Yeah, yeah. 
So when you, uh, utilizing gadgets as Batman is cool. Utilizing gadgets as Spider-Man feels a bit like a game gimmick to me. I don't know. Like, I know it's in the comics, and I do know it's in the movie stuff, but I just always think of Spider-Man with just his webs, his uh, spider sense, and his wits. You know? that's, that's So I always prefer just doing, like, environmental takedowns more so, or yeah. physical takedowns, or webbing people up. So having to use, like, little like electricity things and stuff like that like it's oh like those stuff yeah but i yeah, like i like the multiple stuff. uh like kind of web combo style gadgets. oh the web combos were fine with me yeah yeah because yeah. he does make yeah his, they're really uh, cool web spinners and stuff so like my favorite is the one where you know you throw it against the wall and when someone walks past it it like shoots out from the wall and and it sticks them to the wall then yeah like it's like a tripwire yeah. kind of yeah it's really, I really good. like that one no yeah so it's great uh it's great way to keep chip yeah <laughs> So, yeah, so Spider-Man, uh, Insomniac Spider-Man on the PS4 was mine and Adam's second favorite game mm. from 2018. Eric, yes. the black sheep who differs. I yes, I do defer. Uh, I think it was Detroit Become Human was my Way, second favorite. By Quantic Dream, by we've Quantic talked Dreams. about before. Yes, they did Heavy Rain and Fahrenheit and they did the other one, Beyond, Beyond Two, Two Souls. Souls yeah. Yeah, and they did this one. Which I thought was absolutely class. It was a great story talking about deals with discrimination, racism, but uses um, androids to, to tell this story. Yes. And the idea of the economic change that can come with introducing androids. How essentially, if you bring in this workforce that can do everything and don't ever tire and won't complain, everyone else will lose their jobs. And then that obviously leads to the discrimination factor yes yeah which naturally is a thing that all societies always face it's a fascinating topic yes the idea of and we've actually talked about this many times before the three of us ai (laughs) no but even more so making robots more uh, human yeah sorry more human making an object look like a person right Uh, but it's a fascinating topic because it brings up all these interesting like debates and Mm -hmm. ideas of like ethics and like if we can do it should we do it or um and then if they exist how should they be treated what's their role in society Mm. um and then people's treatment of them and is that okay like it's like so if i have a robot that looks very attractive and i decide well i can just own it and do what i want with it it's like and is that okay it's like well it's a robot so of course it is and it's like but why did you have to make it look so human? And why are you deciding like, you wouldn't treat your Hoover that way? So why, like some people do. So actually, <laughs> some people might. So you're actually using like an outlet that maybe you know that's an unhealthy. It's an unhealthy yes. thing to do. They, uh, they briefly weird. actually deal with that because yeah. there's one of the characters you play as is an android known as Connor, made by the main android developing company Cyberlife and he's a detective. Yeah. So he's going around he's solving all of these these crimes that deal with um androids who go rogue or go deviant as they call it in the game. And one of the bits you go into a, a, a brothel, a whorehouse where all, right, yeah. all the all the Or just a brothel. <laughs> <laughs> well yeah, brothel. Sure. <laughs> They're just hard working robots, man. You know, like, you know, don't be shaming. Um where all the the yeah, they're all androids anyway. So people go in and they pay for androids and essentially do whatever the hell they want. Yes. And they're, like, allowed to. Yes. And eventually one of them goes... Deviant goes rogue and kills him because she 
because the, the yeah, deviants, she kills the client that she kills the in, client right? yeah because the deviants gain um the concept of emotion yeah so they gain the idea of knowing what's right and what's wrong and sees how this client is treating them so kills the client so it was that brings up that again ethic point of that if they have a conscience and are aware of what's right and wrong and an emotional scale and everything that they should be treated more like people rather than objects no matter what they are yeah it's yeah. deep game it is a deep game and it, it's uh, we haven't actually said the gameplay is very like uh, heavy rain or until dawn or a lot of those choice based ones that have come it up is, many yes. times before with quick time events and depending on how you choose determines how the game plays out yes um it was my third favorite that game so i actually uh, that year even so it was like i really enjoyed the game as well mm-hmm. um and i think like, I, I couldn't get into Quantic Dreams beyond Two Souls. I think this is more of a return to form for Quantic Dream. Um, yeah, it's much... It feels, uh, feels way more heavy like Heavy Rain. Time. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's better than Heavy Rain, personally. No, no, I don't but think I it's But I wouldn't better. argue with someone who does, because they might prefer those sci-fi themes. Or, you know... Hmm. But the music and the tone of the world and everything is a bit closer to, like, the Heavy Rain feeling. Yes. Um, uh, I love the, the escalation... So again, because it's choice based, uh, yeah, different things happen, but most of the time it would kind of head towards the same path, like yeah. like heavy rain as well. It always heads. Yeah, there towards is a the plot, same. like yeah, yeah, yeah. But just the escalation of how small it starts. So you play as three characters: Kara, Marcus, and Connor. And Connor is at first just like, oh, there's a few androids going a little rogue, and they're attacking their um, their their owners, their owners, yeah, their, um, yeah, for lack of a better word, who are being abusive. And then it builds up into becoming this revolution. And Marcus starts off as just this guy who's wrongly accused by a human. And because Marcus is an android, he has no rights to defend himself. So he gets disassembled, thrown to what looks like android hell. Yeah, that scene is great. It's a great it's scene. really good. Crawl really out of that. and fucked up. You find these... <laughs> it's, it re- it's really fucked up. It's really um, messed up, even though... Even though they're just androids. They're, they're, they're machines. Just robots. Yeah, but it is... But it's, it's just... Looks like hell. Yeah, it does, does genuinely look it's like hell. Horrible. Um, so he crawls out of that and he finds a bunch of androids who are just hiding out, and then he becomes leader of this resistance. And then Kara, who starts off as just a like houseworker, yeah, becomes a mother figure. Yeah, so just their their scale of how they build up and how the story progresses is, is phenomenal. So there's yeah, there's three androids that you play yes. as throughout the story, and they all have very different roles. Out of curiosity, and we've all played this game, have we? Yeah. Out of curiosity, which was your favorite storyline? Because the three of them are very different stories. So unlike Heavy Rain, where they're all looking for the same thing. Well, I suppose in this, the thing that they're looking for, it's all to do with like the debate of rights for um, AI and stuff like that. But yeah. they are on, all, all on their own little separate stories. So whose story was your favorite? Start with you, Eric. Connors? I think yeah. Connors. Yeah. Okay. The detective story. Yeah, I think Connor's is my favorite. I do know that because for the menu, um, they do the Turing test, which which is great. It's really good. It's fucking it's, love the menu. Um, yeah. So they have this android. <laughs> the best thing about the game is the fucking menu, man. <laughs> they have, they have an android. Um, that talks to the toxins. Her name is Chloe. Uh, its name, whichever way you want to phrase it, um, is Chloe. And as soon as you make decisions, let's say there were good decisions or bad decisions, when you quit out to the menu, she will react to them. And there's also a quiz or like a... 
That's right. She thing you can do, questions. and she asks you very weird questions. One of them being, "Do you believe in God?" and all that sort of stuff. And one of those questions is, "Whose campaign did you prefer?" I think I did answer with Connor at the time. Oh, so okay, think, yeah, yeah. How about you, Adam? How about you, Adam? Uh, I think Kara. Yeah, um, I like Kara as well. Yeah, I I just preferred the. Um, it's a it's a much more personal journey, I think, than the other two. Yeah, I think Connors can go, kind of either way, depending on yeah. your outlook of the situation. Your, I suppose. What, maybe what you think of the, the deviants, what's your attitude towards them? So you can kind of reflect that onto Connor. You can yeah. make that a little bit more personal. Um, Marcus, I felt, was just a bit wacky. That that was. I a, found it really hard to like Marcus's yeah. plot. I liked it at first, but after a while I felt like it was one of those big Ubisoft yeah. uh, style games where it's like... It's a bit silly. Lead the robot revolution yeah, I love. Like some people are probably that would be their favorite aspect of the game. I also liked Kara's because I thought the become human aspect of the game. It's reflected was most her. In yeah, her. it's definitely reflecting her the best. And like you can see how she, as as this character goes from being owned to, you know, looking for, I suppose safe haven. Yeah, but she's not necessarily like proud of what she's done either. And just the kind of reveal of her relationship with some of the other characters I thought was just, that was really, really good. But she also has, I think, the most interesting journey because she meets all these weird, strange characters along the way. Yeah. Mm. So she gets lost in this world of, um, you know, robots on the run kind of thing. Yeah. That I just thought was great, like, you know. And, And then next, I think, Connors works best for me because... Like, those two are... Like, so she's the fugitive and he's the detective, but they're both robots. Yeah. So that aspect works for me. And there's even a point where he is chasing her, and at different points in it, you're playing as the two of them. And you're like, well, if I'm him, I want to catch her. But if I'm her, I want to get away. So I found myself, like, fighting myself. Yeah, here, those, you know? Like, I thought that, that was those really, like, were across the motorway. It was very, like, was really um, the Norman Jaden and, um, I suppose, Ethan Mars. Ethan Mars. Mars, Mars, Mars yeah, yeah, it's yeah. kind of like that. Um, but the game could have been. I think it could have been a lot stronger if I had a. If Marcus wasn't playable, and Marcus was this constant. This like leader that people look up to. Yeah, but you players. never see him. Mm, you know, yeah. you just hear about it. Yeah, well, and there's the RA nine thing, that they never quite clear up. No, they don't. Uh, Sorry to spoil that on you, but they don't. No, I'm yeah, not spoiling don't. it. I mean, you, they, they you don't, won't they figure don't, it out. They so. won't. They don't answer that. No. I think the maybe role. they wanted to leave it open for debate or discussion. Uh, I think it's probably more kind of along the lines of a messianic, some messianic figure, some sort of godlike idea that yeah. the androids have come up with RA9 and they worship RA9 and believe in RA9. They build, make but it sounds sculptures like, it to It sounds RA9. like a bit of code. Yeah, I think it's like... Um, I think it's the code that sets them free. It's like an error or something like that. And then when, when they... Yeah. So they look at it as their release. Like look, RA9 yeah. set me free or something like that. Maybe I'm wrong. But they, they treat Marcus as RA9. As RA9 like. So there is this kind of really, I think, with Marcus, a really cool messianic kind of oh, yeah, there's a cool story ideology there. with him. Yeah. Um, but it just feels a bit bigger than the other two. And a more grounded story for me worked. Yeah, that's like, true. This yeah. is a much bigger, grander, like, like take on the world type thing. Yes. Like, yeah. like, I'm going to change the world. But back to the point of like, 
making like you know when you have Connor chasing after Kara and Kara trying to get away from Connor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the way I played it, Connor remained loyal. Oh yeah. So having Connor and Marcus fight each other was very cool. Cause oh yeah, as, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you because know, again, it's like who do I, who do I side with and everything was was very good. But the battle fight sequences were way better in that than any of the other. Oh yeah, no, the fight so, sequences were really good. So and they, the music, the music was beautiful, fucking beautiful, beautiful. Again, it's up there with the Heavy Rain soundtrack. I think mm. the Heavy Rain soundtrack is still more emotional, like it's more yes. gut wrenching for me. But, um, but the music is really good to this game. Mm. I remember getting the, the theme. I actually got like the special edition, and there's these behind the scenes videos and stuff, and they're well worth watching. Like they're really yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're really good. I watched them then. And their artwork was good. Artwork was good. There's a guy named yeah. Luther. Do you remember him, Big Luther? Big Luther. Character? I remember Big Luther. He's fucking awesome. And they have there's a little video that they have. I think it's on the special edition where him he starts singing this like slave song. Yes, yeah. and then and those others the join in. Start joining in, and it's really it's actually really moving. And that's probably on YouTube. You should even just look yeah. that up. It's like very. If you see that, it's very much the core of the game. I think like mm. the feeling of the game and the, the themes of the game are reflected within that one. Another scene. Cool thing is Connor's and Hank's relationship. Yeah, that's throughout fun. the game, that's so, fun. I like so, Hank. Yeah, Hank was great. So Hank uh, is a detective you work with uh, when you're playing as Connor, but Hank hates androids. So the idea of him having to work with an android and also like do these these um, murder cases with dealing with androids is just drives him mental. And so it's a great um, relationship they can have, where you can either make him hate you for the whole thing or you can actually befriend him and it's just it's a really yeah. nice dynamic between the two because he and as connor i pissed hank off so much <laughs> like but it just worked it was like this buddy cop thing and yeah after a while he kind of likes you but it's kind of a love-hate thing it's yes. kind of like like you pissed me off but i also i got your back when it comes down to it but you know don't thank me for this kind of thing yes like a really like those, those that dynamic worked yeah. really well i thought and Luther, Luther's dynamic with Kara is really nice because he is like the big friendly giant. Yeah, it's lovely. It's yeah. a really, he's a really nice character. Well, that's the thing, like, because the little girl that Kara is looking after, her name is Alice, and their adventure, even though it is grounded and realistic, is the most like a wacky fairy tale where like they'll come across the haunted house with the monsters, and mm-hmm. then they have to cross the the haunted river kind of like I'm fantasying it up like, but like Alice. Like they have loads of references to Alice in Wonderland on yes. her particular journey. Yeah, they do. And Car- yeah, so meeting the big friendly giant Luther, and then going to they go to a fairground at one point and everything. And remember yeah, that? Oh, yeah, oh Like everything they encounter is like I don't trust this, and then they end up being trustworthy. Yeah, yeah, and it's really there's. I think it's very interesting how they do that really nicely though is by starting off Kara's journey so horrible. Yeah, that every character you meet at the start. My is favorite character really in the game is actually when. Uh, Cara, Luther, and, and Alice go to that house, and it's just the the mother with her son. And oh they're, yeah, they're looking after you. Like that mother is, and she helps you across the river. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you, you're always really waiting nice for person. something to go wrong. Yeah, and she's then, such a nice person. And then it doesn't, and you're like, "Well, I can't paint. It's you can't paint everyone at the same brush, like you know." No. Um, but yeah, no, it's a fascinating game, um, and it plays just as well as any of those other choice based games, really. Yeah, and. Yeah, just to build up. The end of it is, I think, while it's very... Which end? <laughs> so it depends on Doesn't your that ending. depend? Doesn't depend um, end. My okay. ending was very satisfactory. But, you know, you know the... Right, okay, so you have a choice. So where the end 
kind of end sequence you have a choice with marcus where either you can lead a peaceful protest or you can full-on revolt yeah okay first time i did it, i did the full-on revolt because it just felt more natural for marcus to do that and it's so satisfyingly epic okay so like see i did the peaceful approach the right. whole way with marcus yeah. all along at no point did i get violent with marcus at all okay and i also found it really satisfying like even in the last moment um like you know and it totally depends on how you play it but like they were about to shoot me and i had a couple of choices yeah and one of them was just to kiss the girl yes that marcus yeah. is in love with. and i just did that and that moment of compassion on tv just made them all put their guns down and stop yeah i did and that i just thought well. that that was like like that's powerful you know the There's... power of love <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I don't know i thought that was uh, it was so so much cheese i mean, i liked it though there's yeah. it's a nice idea there's I'm another great one that's the thing it's a nice idea yeah but it just I, I think throughout that game like a lot of it is just so on the nose yeah okay uh and which is why i didn't like marcus's thing it's almost as if the writer just ro- read about rosa parks there just last year or something and then was like <laughs> like just thought this was such a unique idea or something well they were definitely they were heavily inspired by blade runner right for this game well in terms of the just the no. idea for the idea well yeah yeah but i think blade runner asks much deeper questions about what does it mean to be human than I think it's the same question Detroit it's just that Blade Runner does a monologue about it no in Detroit it's a, it's a lot more like it's it's yeah it's about discrimination and racism but it's so like a repeat of what has happened in the past and it's so like do you get it well I, I, I I'll tell you the discrimination thing was an aspect I didn't like yeah I, I wasn't mad on it because it just because I don't the title think has become human yeah it didn't reflect quite well I don't think it's a do you get it. I think it's more of a no matter what, humans will kind of always seem to find something to discriminate against. Yeah, I think they they will, but it's just it's it's. So it's more of a. Um, yeah, well, yeah. I suppose uh, don't repeat the mistakes of old, but not really a do you get it. This is this this is what discrimination looks like. Well, I did think it was so on the nose. Like, I, there well, was no, the, yeah, it's it's very discrimination. Yeah, yeah. It's hard though to because I think our discriminations are are it's a lot it's a lot broader now because we're we're a much more connected world. Yes, you know, it's not just a single minority anymore. Yeah, There's yeah, so yeah. many people that yeah. fall under that umbrella. Yeah, but this just reverts back to now just being a single minority. See, for me, the discrimination thing as a theme doesn't work because like, it's fundamental to the game to be more about exploring what does it mean to be human yeah, and I what think does so it mean too. to be alive. Like, there was a big quote on the wall at one point that says, I am alive. And I remember that's the one that I took and shared yeah. online. Yeah. Um, I was like, like, because those are the important questions. Like, yeah. What determines whether something is alive or not? Is it purely just intelligence? Is it original thoughts? All these kind of things. Um, discrimination thing would have worked if this was about a separate species or something that was living amongst yes, us. Yes, I think so too. Alien. Alien. Yeah. But, um, robots are not alive. No. <laughs> so it's not a species. So you no. cannot discriminate against them because it's not... It's a robot. Yeah. So... Like for me to ask the question to first of all focus on the question of is it alive and come to that conclusion and then maybe if they wanted to do a sequel then you go okay we've determined maybe in this we've decided they are alive now what rights are they are they yeah Joe you know, that's like a follow up 
for me. Yeah. It's like, you know, if it is alive, now what rights do they deserve versus everyone else? Yeah, but like, you... I mean, no, the, no. even the, the whole, like, whether it's trying to explore what it means to be human, which is, we, you just mentioned this in Blade Runner, or even about robots' rights in society has been explored with The Matrix and I, and iRobot. Like, all of this has been done. There's nothing original about this story. That's my issue with it. There's absolutely nothing original Yeah, but original it's awesome, it. so shut up. <laughs> Which is why I prefer the Kara story over the well, other uh, yeah. two, just yeah. because it's way more personal, and it does explore, like, all of those things, but much in a much more subtle way. It's not like, with Marcus, you're kind of like, oh, yeah, do you want to play as Martin Luther King or Malcolm X? Yeah. That's basically it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, is there is there no other... <laughs> well, nothing see, else this the Kara story worked for me as well um, because of the three, I think it is the most original story. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. The idea of a robot... Um, I won't go into any kind of spoilers on her story, but the idea of a robot looking after a human girl yeah. as if she was her own child. Hmm. But what's also great about that story... Is brilliant is because that's what she's programmed to do. Yes, so then you're wondering, is this a free choice? Or is she, or just, is she just following the directive yeah. of what she was made to do? Yeah. And it's it also goes back into us genetically as humans. Yeah. Are we carrying out free will? Or are we doing what we're programmed to do genetically? <sighs> and I think that's, that's the type of shit this game <laughs> needs to be exploring. It's yeah. like how similar we are to a robot. Not... Yeah, it's just some of the stories in it is just wacky. So wacky. Whacking inflatable arm, flailing tube men. That's not wacky. Like, at no point does a robot dress as a clown or anything. Like, you're <laughs> like going to this going, Adam, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> it's quite grim and grounded. <laughs> why is it called Detroit? Other than the fact that it's based in Detroit. That's why it's called Detroit. It's based in Detroit. I think it's because... Oh, title. The, Become it, Human is a good title. Yeah, Become Human is good, but I think it's because Detroit... Um, as an area which is as, as well yeah i don't like it as a title and that's one thing i don't like about a lot of western games is that they're always based in the u.s it's like how, how are we all supposed to relate see that's that's that was my point against horizon zero dawn setting in colorado I, I think that's a good point i think it's a good point like, I mean, that could be based anywhere. Yeah, but it being based in Colorado doesn't actually have an impact no. on the story. But the fact that this but game is Detroit, called Detroit, it's called Detroit, and it's called Detroit because I, I believe it's something to do with Detroit being a very multicultural area, and it did deal with these type type of issues in right, the yeah. past. Isn't, anyway, isn't Detroit like kind of? Because Detroit's kind of very often used as the kind of epicenter of androids and stuff. Like Robocop, Detroit. I think iRobot might be Detroit. I could be completely wrong about that. Please don't quote me on it. But Were either of them in Detroit? Well, Robocop's Detroit. Yeah, okay, Robocop is, yeah. yeah. Um, and I think that they use that because Detroit's like one of the least cities to end up becoming that advanced. Because it has so many multicultures, it has so many problems Possibly. and so much poverty. Possibly. And it's kind of like an yeah. industrial, which is kind of a nice, um, what's the term? Um, Reference, o- callback. Oxymoron? Oxymoron. Even. Juxtapose. It's a, juxta- it's a nice it's juxtapose. Juxtaposition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You dish out the big words now for the second last episode. <laughs> Welcome to uh, Juxtapositions with Eric yeah. McGuire. Um, but yeah. I think that is the reason which 
it's like, yeah, that's great and all, but I have absolutely no idea what Detroit's like. Therefore, that's lost on me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, okay. It's yeah. like, if I read about it, yeah, okay, now I can see why it's called Detroit. But there's absolutely nothing in this game. Like, this could be anywhere. I see your criticism, but I think that problem could fall no matter where you placed it. They like, don't have so to call it... I know, no, I know. Yeah. I wouldn't have called Cairo. it anything. They can have I a base in Detroit. I yeah. would have made it... Personally, I would have made it a fictional city because it's set in the future, and I wouldn't have said where it's based. Right? Like, sure. I, I wouldn't have even... Like, because it doesn't matter. The themes that are going on are, are what matter. Like, the, yeah. it does not matter that this game is in Detroit, whether it was in New Jersey, Washington, London. It doesn't... That doesn't fucking matter. The, what matters is the actual themes that they're exploring and the yeah. become human thing. And for me personally, they captured that the best with Kara's storyline. Yeah. yeah, I agree. And I think, yeah, I think I, it's I, well worth playing, especially if you like those choice-based games. Like, I think it's one of the better ones of those choice-based games. Um, I do think other games have been less messy or, or a little bit better, less muddled. But I do think this is one of the better ones of those games, and I do think it's I do playing. wonder why they they push the whole Marcus and Connor, I suppose, more so than Kara. Because if you look at the promotional material, Marcus is the face of that. Really? Is he? Because I always thought Kara was. But Kara was the first one they ever made and showed. Yeah, yeah. Right. it was for so that. Was that? demo. I remember last they... year's International Women's Day, PlayStation shared their like iconic female characters, and they included Kara on it. That's because yeah. Marcus is lovely. I suppose female. A female. No, I know that, but, but I he might identify seen, as one of them. I haven't seen him anywhere. He's on since. the cover. He's on the cover of the. He is the cover of Detroit. Oh, He's the only well. bloody face on it, like. Well, you got me there, guys. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why I'm like, fucking true. it's a bit weird that like Kara is the 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 introduction of it, like with that yeah, yeah. with that trailer, which I think that trailer is still better than the game. Ah no, the game is nah no. The trailer is really good, like, but the, the but it, no, it, the game is it captures good. everything. If you look at that trailer, you can kind of go, I I get what this game is going to be about. Yeah. But yeah. then you only get it through Kara's story. You don't get it through the rest. Oh uh, no, I like the experience of Connors as well. Like two thirds of the campaign, I really enjoyed. And one third of the campaign, it started really good for me. Like mm. the at the start when he's looking after Lance Henriksen. Yeah, yeah, that's nice. And doing like the painting and stuff. And that bit in the junkyard is fucking totally memorable. Like yes. that, yeah. that is amazing. It's from then onwards, it's when he becomes part of this resistance thing that's going on. And he does these little missions like going into a radio station to fucking and parachuting out of buildings and stuff and like doing graffiti and all this. That, that's the stuff that I didn't enjoy. Yeah. Which in reality is not most of the game. No, it's, it's just a huge chunk of it's, it. No, it's just that it's an, like it's like a big part of the game. They're, yeah, yeah such, they're usually like, the biggest parts with so many different types of endings like and outcomes. The epic bits of the game, I suppose. Yeah. So, but um, for the other two campaigns, I think it's well worth playing. And it's not you don't choose separate campaigns, kind of like no, you don't. From the get-go. No, it's, like, all... it's just that it'll swap between the characters, yeah. much like Heavy Rain or Until Dawn. Yeah. Uh, one thing is really cool about Connor is. Uh, because with Connor you can choose whether you join the resistance or stay on the side of the law, is the that kind of hidden question of which is more important, which is people's civil rights or your kind of job, or the laws of your country, which they explore. I would hope with, your civil rights are no, but like yeah, within the law. <laughs> but what I mean though You're is like um, by it. <laughs> I, I would hope. But yeah, like the idea your of, own morals. Or your your like, yes, your own morals, or your duty to your to your people in your country. Yeah. So like Connor obviously is programmed to follow the law and to help the yeah. cops and everything hunt down these deviants, but then the deviants are only the way they are because of their mistreatment. So then it's what is more important: your programming or 
people's freedom. Yeah. Which they explore, which I think is really nice. No, yeah, there's a lot of really good questions and really good moments in it, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's Detroit. Those were our two, uh, like, second favorite games mm-hmm. of 2018. Detroit Become Human and Spider-Man. But our number one for 2018 was God of War, the reboot. Remade. Slash four. Rething. Slash four. Recontinued. Is it four or is it actually like seven? Yeah, there's also the mini ones. That's that. probably why they didn't put a number on it. No. They just went, you know what? Just, it's there's... God of War. Just forget the rest. Just fucking play this game. Yeah, it's, it's God of War 7, technically, if you count all the other ones. Is it? Yeah, it's God of War 7. That was quick math. Quick math. So what was uh what did everyone like about God of War? What's I mean, what's, uh, replay what's, value? Oh, but, <laughs> no, better, <laughs> better than shitting yourself. Uh, no, but like, what's so good about it? You know, it's just it's just a game. You know, what's so good about what's so good about God of War? It's his boldness, stunning, isn't it? Like, I mean, when you yeah. look at the game as a because, like, the PS4, it was kind of underpowered when it launched. Yeah, mm. you know, and you know this many years into the life cycle of it and this is what it's able to achieve still yeah yeah um apart from just being a visual masterpiece just performance wise as well um like you were talking about the no loading thing in in Arkham yeah, Knight. yeah that shit blows my mind and in this game it's a single cut it's a single camera it just fo- follows you the whole way through the game not once does it really break yeah and it goes from cutscene straight into into uh into gameplay that kind of stuff it's actually almost distracting i think you know like when i'm playing that game now i can't unsee all the kind of the 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 really good shit in it like the when you when you're going through the it's not necessarily the world tree but you're kind of running around circles on on a tree thing because you're waiting for the next area to load Right, okay. I can't unsee that now. I'm, not, I, I'm like, I know this is loading. This is to try and make you forget that the... the There's a loading. It's not a loading screen. But it is loading. But it is a loading screen, yeah, yeah, yeah. technically. It's just you get to play it. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, all that, like, absolutely, imp- like, it's really, really impressive. It's also one of the first games where you can die on the loading screen. Can you die on that tree? Yeah, if you jump off the tree, you die. How do you d- jump off the tree? You can't jump. You... <laughs> so there's like so when you're running around there's just a little section yeah that comes off and if you go up to it and like press triangle or something he just kind of falls off the tree and then he dies so no don't do way. that folks don't do that yeah that's a thing you've done that i've done that I, that was the first thing i did when i was there <laughs> i was told don't jump off the tree so i jump off the tree I t- I t- don't tell me what to do you can't make me do this uh, I'll tell you what a game had me. Like, games usually get me at a certain moment. Go on. And then, it, like, if that sticks in my mind, it becomes, like, a memorable experience. Or maybe many moments. There are many moments in this game. So many moments. But, um, so, like, you know, you're Kratos. You're looking after your son, Atreus. Mm-hmm. And he's he's been injured. And you're carrying him, right, to this tree. Yeah. Where there's a, a witch, right, mm-hmm. uh, to heal him. And the tree, like moves and becomes to and it, you yeah. see this giant turtle thing and yeah. it looks like something out of like the never ending story yeah and i was like wow what's really weird <laughs> like, about that yeah amazing what i think is really and weird about that is that is i i i swear to god i absolutely thought that was from mythology like it fits so well yeah that, world, that you yeah. swear that that is 
like Norse fantasy. You're like, oh, that's that's definitely something. Yeah, <laughs> you don't no, know what it just, is. Just they they thought it looked cool, so they did it. And then the other the other great big moment, like again, just loads, but like being on the river, uh, or the lake, sorry, and Jormungandr. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right. Maybe butchering the pronunciation. Yeah. But the world well, serpent comes up, and like you could see, if you look around, like. You can just see it yeah, wrapped the around the world. Scale it's is fucking huge. The sense of scale in that game just looks so cool. And his beard is made of like seaweed or like yeah. stuff yeah. because he's been down in the water for so long. And just the designs of the creatures and everything is just incredible. I think that like when I first loaded it up, I was like, "This is beautiful." Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm playing it. I'm like, I'm I'm enjoying this. This is quite nice. Mm-hmm. Um, but the bit where I was like, I am in love with this game. Yeah, yeah. is when the stranger calls. And you oh, have this, so good. You have this like almost Marvel, like Captain America kind of style fist fight. fist fight with him, and it's really cinematic. And it takes you from like he punches you through the building, and then yeah, through trees, etc. Like and and through a mountain, you you you, you punch epic. through a mountain. It's fucking epic. It's yeah. you so, crack you the world. Feel it's a little bit like so the powerful. Uh, Superman Zod fight in Man of Steel. Yeah, like there's little elements of that where it's just like. It's like these two gods, Battle like characters, just kicking the and shit. He out of was each other. a really cool, like conniving, slithery yeah. kind of villain, but like incredibly strong, incredibly formidable. But just uh, that actor just did, a, I thought, a really good job, like with like the voice and everything. Like, I thought yeah. it was really good. Yeah, he was great because when I first saw him, I was like, ah, who the hell is this? I thought he was a dwarf at first. I was like, oh, he looked what, tiny. Yeah, yeah. that's what dwarves look like. And then, I was yeah. really confused when he he's, he first looks at you and go, I thought you'd be bigger. And you're like, are you serious? <laughs> it's scrawny little guy. Yeah. But the minute he starts to heal, because obviously I read Neil Gaiman's Norse mythology, so I knew a lot of the mythologies and gods. And yeah, the minute he healed, I was like, oh my God, it's so cool. Because I knew exactly who it was. See, yeah. I, and I didn't. So that's the... Yeah. That, so that was just, that was beautiful. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's really interesting because I, I I knew a little bit of Norse mythology, but almost like a ladybird baby's first steps to Norse mythology kind of. Oh level. yeah, like yeah. I had some knowledge of it, but not um, anywhere near. Like familiar with the characters, but mm-hmm. not necessarily on the events and and how things would unfold and stuff like that. But even for someone who didn't really know anything, like the the way they dealt with twists and turns in the game, I thought was really really well executed and then when i finished the game and went and read up on all that stuff it was like oh my god like that oh, was most of how the... they've kind of translated that mythology into yeah. their own story yeah yeah it was so well done yeah it was really well and most i love that shit of yeah. the stories in it are actually also pretty accurate and correct obviously just little slight twists yeah. and turns just their so fiction they can do... is is so accurate to yes. the other fiction. <laughs> <laughs> Their fiction is scientifically correct. <laughs> um, it's almost like the like they've tr- treated uh, the Norse mythology the way the Spider-Man or the Batman games treated their source material. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Like, and staying so really cool, true right? to it. Yeah. What did you think of moving to a Norse? Like, because you know, God of War was in a greek, greek setting and kratos is a greek character he's a spartan he's the ghost of sparta yeah um what do you think about moving it to a norse setting for this kind of reboot like it's a continuation but it is sort of a reboot of the series as well yeah uh, i loved it because at the time i was in love with norse mythology norse mythology was obviously becoming a big thing especially with like even marvel's thor and everything yeah so it made sense and also kratos being the brutish monster that he is like just such an anger 
kind of made sense to go to the harsh northlands of of um, Norse mythology because the the main gods are warlike gods as well. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. everything is is violent and harsh up there. So and brutish. So it made sense as well for Kratos' journey. And yet he has never been calmer. Yes, it's but it's great. This, there's a there's like there's a real sense of grief around Kratos in this game. Mm. And there's a real sense of anger just waiting under the surface to eventually yeah. come out, and like, and it does come out in its moments, and when it does, mm. like, fucking hell, really you good, know, because yeah. you're like, wow, this is such a departure. But sometimes, when you're taking on an enemy, and you do that take there, and you go, there's Kratos. That's yeah. that's exactly like that's. It's not a departure. It's just an evolution. Like that, he's, he's still there. <laughs> He'll still fuck you up. Well, all the obviously all the God of War games are 18s. I feel like this one. Is the most mature? Oh yeah, from a story. Yeah, point like because the yeah. other ones are like uh, Does, mature. Like South Park is mature. Yeah, it's like, like it's just um, mature explicit. content. But I, it, I feel like, I feel like Kratos was an angsty teenager in the first six, and then for this one, he's now actually. <laughs> well, there's six of them. Like no, he's no, an angsty like, teenager. Well, it's, it's like it's kind of like. And um, then when he. In this one, he's now an adult with like a child. Well, well let me ask you this. Let me ask right, you this. Okay, right, right, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, like in the original God of War games, it's a bit more kind of like Mortal Kombat. Violence for the sake like, of violence. Like it's just nuts. Like it's just yeah. he's yeah. just it's nuts. An arcade character. game. And he and he fit into. He was actually in one of the Mortal Kombat's because they recognize like yeah, Kratos is one of those violent motherfuckers. He's just gonna come up and fatality everyone, yeah. right? Like that was the whole thing, and he was just like. I'll kill every god, and then he's, there's one goddess he lets away, but not until he, you know, <laughs> has his way with her. Like he's just this ridiculous he-man macho yep. kind of character, and then in this suddenly, it's like so. Where I would compare them to like the energy, not the gameplay of Mortal Kombat, but the energy of Mortal Kombat, or right, the, yeah. the tone of Mortal Kombat. This is like The Last of Us. Yes, yeah, Very there's definitely. So. It's so last was inspired. Those comparisons sure. are there. Yeah. Um, which can get, you know, it it can get a little annoying seeing this repeat throughout different games. Yeah. But I don't think there's, you know, I I think it's it, if you're trying to tell that story, there's no way you can not draw that comparison. Basically. No, no. It's like un, un, unfortunately, the last was came first. So yeah, it did. You, you and, and to, that's and it's not a criticism of no. God of War at all. It's just uh, that comparison is there, and it's yeah. impossible. Not. In the same way as, like, like I said earlier on in the episode, like Spider-Man, Spider-Man is like Arkham. the Arkham games. Yep. That doesn't mean that oh, Spider-Man shit because it just copied off Arkham. It didn't copy off it. It's just that's what works. It makes sense. They did everything that a Spider-Man game should do. And for this evolution of Kratos's character, trying to move on and have a new family, yeah. and then trying to put something uh, positive into the world. And become an actual influence on something rather than just a force of destruction. Um, it just made it, it made sense. The marriage made sense in a strange way because it shouldn't. This game should not make sense. Like why not? I because I tell you why. Go on then. The God of War tell games me. were always fun, right? This I thought fun. they were fun. No, no, no. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying this isn't fun. And what I'm saying is the God of War games were fun, right? Mindless violence. But they fucking never make it into any of my top three lists. Never. They were just fun. Well, were like do you mean like top three PS2 games? Or no, 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 no. Like if I was going to go through the years and go, oh, my top three games that year, my top three games that year. Like God of War would never make it into the top three. God of War was always like, 
I, that, I'm not bashing God of War. Yeah. I'm saying like it's like Devil May Cry. I don't know, man. That last year of PS2, <laughs> God of War 2 would absolutely be in my top <laughs> list. <laughs> I'll have to look back and see. But like, you know, they were just fucking fun, like. You know, they're just good they crack. They were... F- they're literally yeah. good crack. They, for they, the sake of good crack. Well, it was the equivalent of the Devil May Cry series, right? Yeah. It was, it was that, but God of War, not so much Tree. Like, Tree is good, but 2 has, in terms of how it utilizes the mythology mm-hmm. and incorporates it into its story, is as good as this God of War. I mean, it is, but the, like the uh, core what I'm saying, story like, is not obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah the, the relationship yeah. between, like, the motivation as to why Kratos is wanting to complete his quest is not as good. Hmm. But how they utilize mythology throughout it, like even in the first one, like being able to cut off Medusa's head and then use that as a weapon to yeah, turn badass. Himself, but that's so cool. Yeah, that is cool. But that's what I'm saying. Like, the 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 original God of War games are ridiculous. Yeah, and they're fun and they're great crack. Throw it on with your mates. Butcher some gods, kill monsters, and just Kratos is the most ridiculous, angry character in existence. Yeah. So this game doesn't have that identity. And in some ways, you'd, you'd go, this is like too much of a departure. And it's it's not my God of War at all. And yet, I think everyone who likes the original God of Wars would fucking love this game. Hmm. Yeah, to some extent. I, I, and I, I, I'm just saying it shouldn't work, but it does. Yeah, it's it's it odd how work. familiar it feels. I yeah, like, I think it works though because, like I said, this one is way more mature in its in its storytelling, but its its audience as well has matured. No, you see, it's like I I, I tell you what, I'll draw another That's... comparison. I'll draw another comparison, <laughs> right? But, okay, so obviously well, we I, just didn't get it. Right, we're not, we're not getting it. Apparently, you're not getting what I'm getting at. Devil May Cry. Yeah. Right. Another series is it's a bit of fun, right? Right. Yeah. Ninja Theory did a version of it. Yes. And... Right. That. The gameplay actually didn't change all that much. No. But they showed a very different Dante and people were not having it because of what, even if he's a good character, even if he's written well and portrayed well, people were not having it because they're like, that is not my Dante. I've already known Dante and that's not how Dante behaves. So this Kratos is so different. I don't think to so. To the Kratos before. I think this is a lot like when we were talking about Spider-Man yeah, okay. about Octavius. It's like we know, we as an audience know what these little subtleties in this character could end up being. Yeah. So we're we're familiar with the old Kratos, but he was a younger Kratos. And it, just like the creators of the game were younger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when you're a young chap, you're you're crazy. You're batshit, right? You're you're <laughs> he's an angsty you're, teenager. You're a uh, uh, crowd diving at, at a concert. But he wasn't a teenager. He no, was he wasn't a teenager. A I know he was. I know he wasn't a teenager. <laughs> well, actually, back in the lot, day, he is a lot older and a lot more. Yeah, he is. Yeah, uh, mature in this, and his he's trying to do the one thing that he never had, obviously, which is be a father. Yeah, and he had one stab at it years ago, but then that didn't pan out. Quite literally. He had a stab at yeah. it. Yeah, he had a stab at his family. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's as an audience, you're you're knowing this. It's what would be much more interesting is to hear uh, someone who's never played the originals. Yeah. What's their take on it, you know? Yeah. Um, do they get the nuances of the character's past? Because obviously we do. Yeah, yeah, and, of course, uh, yeah, yeah. Like we, we can see that it's under the surface all the time. Yeah, and there's some moments, like you said, that do come out, and you're kind of like, yeah, you know, you we know that this guy can become really destructive, and he can kill everything around him. Like he is afraid of himself. 
And that's one of the great things that they looked at in this game. And there's a sense of restraint. And, like, because his son is obviously... Um, because, like, in any sort of mythology, if you're the son of a god, you're either a god yourself or a demigod of some kind. So yeah. Atreus, as a boy, hasn't yet discovered his power. But Kratos knows that potential is there. And he's, like, keeping it from him. He's, like, kept it a secret yeah. that they are gods. Because, yeah, like you said, Kratos is, like, afraid of his own strength and afraid of what it has brought on in the past and he's just trying to get away from it all like like he, he's come to midgard it's kind of weird i don't know if midgard is like uh, alternate earth or something but um he's like to the greek version of earth because it's like okay which gods made humans like which mythology is true which one but anyway that doesn't really matter perhaps the gods have a god uh, yeah maybe Cthulhu? um but yeah, he he's like keeping this a secret from his son. We know it, yeah. But his son doesn't, so it's really. What I really love about him going to the Norse land is obviously they've cut a, a lot out of the game, and we can see that because there's a couple of realms that you don't get to go to. Mm-hmm. Um, they tease then at the end as well what the potential of the sequel would be. Yeah, yeah. So of course, there's yeah. going to be a lot more games based in this Norse area. But are they going to go further? Well, they is do. Is he going to go to Asia? Is there going to be Asian gods? They do. <laughs> A hint towards Celtic and Egyptian, in in that one, yeah, with the in in yeah, yeah in that God of War. Well, yeah. Celtic wouldn't be; they could nearly tie that in with, with the Norse. Norse. It's the not good, yeah. it's not hugely different, but no. yeah, Asian would be. Imagine that way off. Imagine that that'd be fucking fighting nice. Chinese dragons. Yeah, but the that'd potential, like what I, what I like is that they have this. It's not necessarily that's where they're gonna go, hmm. but they have this potential that if at any point they want to do another reboot, maybe it's when the playstation 10s out <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. they do have that potential to take this character wherever they want now because they've opened the doors it's exactly. not just greek anymore yeah there are other gods and they could take kratos down different roads could, because they have could you imagine if they went to nazareth <laughs> <laughs> somehow i feel like they won't uh... fights jesus <laughs> <laughs> It's like get down, off, get down off the cross. No, it's just he's just fighting with his uh, his will to continue. <laughs> Eventually, I just want to play a game where Kratos is just trying to do like mundane tasks, like wash the dishes and stuff. Boy, yeah, I'm sure there's gonna be a mod in that uh, I am Jesus game where you can just play as Kratos doing all those tasks. What the fuck is I am Jesus? Is Have you not game? seen that? Yeah, no, it's a VR, it's a VR <laughs> game where you get to play as Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> you just go around you just go around healing the blind wow yeah that sounds great <laughs> I've seen that no of course I haven't or, 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 or I'd be going oh yeah rather than what <laughs> do you get to break bread and shit yeah you get to perform all the miracles <laughs> <laughs> fucking class yeah that has, sounds deadly that has like real like when's that like, coming out old school well, not old school, but the Man, graphics Jesus, are not good. Of course, it's old school. The graphics, <laughs> the graphics are great, <laughs> but the cover art and everything just looks like a, almost like a you know those straight to DVD style like History Channel kind Class. of things. Class, yeah, yeah. Class. I hope that the little booklet inside is made and is on papyrus or something like. That. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking daddy, when's that coming out? I don't know. It's probably out actually. Uh, yeah, that's it's... now my most anticipated game. <laughs> I'm gonna I buy a Jesus. VR just to play that. I am Jesus. Wow. 
Um, Jesus, what did you just think of uh, one of the big game? Like, there's a lot of gameplay changes, and it's a little bit more RPG. Yeah, it's out. There, is it? Yeah, there nice. it is. There's the official trailer. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone should look this up. Yeah. Uh, I am Jesus. There's, there's, one, there's an article here that says, I am Jesus. Why does this exist? <laughs> <laughs> hey, when someone has a good idea, don't bash it, okay? Is it. <laughs> He's just raging he didn't come up with it first. Exactly. So am I. Um, but yeah, so like the new God of War has a lot of RPG elements that um, yes. deviates it away from the other one. But another like big change is his weapon. So instead oh, yeah. of the chain swords, he's got the axe. The, axe, the Leviathan. Yeah. yeah. What yeah. you think of the axe? The chain swords. <laughs> yeah, what are they called again? The, I, I, the Blades of Chaos. Blades, Blades of Chaos. Chaos. Now, they have a different Blades of Exile, Blades of Chaos, Blades of... Uh, fucking blades. There's seven other names. No. <laughs> different swords of each they're, one. They're blades of Athena. Every... Are they? Yeah. I think yeah. it's another one. But what's yeah. the what's the axe the is great. The axe really works for that world, and his lifestyle. The yeah. fact that he has this really powerful axe that he used to cut down trees, and he looks like a lumberjack. And he looks like a lumberjack. <laughs> the return mechanic is the most satisfying. Yeah, thing, I had so know. much fun with you that. You throw that, you press triangle, it comes back to you. Yes. But I even love just so like good. the like, power of when it lands in his hand as well. It's <sighs> such a great yeah, sound. So str- like I loved like throwing it and like it like, will like pin an enemy to a wall, yeah. and then another enemy will be in front of you, and if you like aim yourself basically and bring it back to you, it'll cut through them and back to you, and. It's, like the it's combo so possibilities in the game are really really good. Like there's there's even some combos that people are posting, and even Corey Barlog, the director himself, comments going, "I didn't even know you could do that." <laughs> like yeah, yeah, yeah just like, like figuring shit out. And yeah, it's it's almost got that Mortal Kombat vibe, which is weird because you said it's nothing like it, but it does because it has hmm. these kind of base combat mechanics. But if you add them all together, you can create almost like these wacky fatalities yeah yeah and it's cool like if you throw the axe away if you don't call it straight away he just goes punching you know he just yeah, like, punches yeah. the shit out of enemies goes straight to like and that adaptive melee. shield is like really fucking cool oh it's fucking you can start punching with the shield yeah it's fucking awesome um but yeah in general i thought like the new weapons and everything worked um i think they really suit that world as well again just the whole idea of like well, well having, the, having the round shield having the axe the axe yeah. is a very the axe coming back thing is like Thor's hammer right yeah it would be like Thor's but it's hammer. way more yeah. satisfying than a hammer because it's an axe and it like hacks true enemies and, and it's way bigger than the hammer yeah so it was a bit like and I think that year was that the same year Infinity War came out and so we'd all fucking yeah like seen Thor with Stormbreaker yeah ah and yeah. I was like I get to use that fucking awesome you know it's <laughs> it was great and. Uh, the game is a little bit challenging, isn't it? Yeah, there's definitely kind of um, like a Souls-like uh, level of challenge to it. Like, obviously, it's not as difficult as the Souls game. No, no not That's at all. That's not the the aim of it. But you try fight those Valkyries, then it kind of is. They are very. Yeah, but even some of the bosses, I I mean, I did not get through some of those bosses on first goes or anything. Like, I I, I found some, some of them very even the, the Dark Elves are real. They're a real pain yeah, in the ass. So there is definitely a like. You gotta dodge and then attack and yeah. then time their attacks. So th- that's what I mean about the souls aspect of mm. it is that the combat is a little bit more methodical, other than just slashing your way through everyone. Yeah, and uh, obviously tactical, they all have their own little health bars above yeah. their head as well, which again is a bit like the Souls games. Yeah, um, I suppose I'm gonna ask this question now. Um, I don't know if I'm ready for this. So like we've said, kind of in general things we liked about it, like we like the new direction. 
liked a lot of the graphics and designs, the visuals, the combat works really well, the characters, all that stuff. Why is it your favorite game from that year? Because everything else was shit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, it was great games that year. Oh. Uh, it just is the 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 standout. Like, um, it's so polished. It's quite original. Although it's not original in terms of the um, the way we can compare it to The Last of Us and its themes. Yeah, yeah, but. It's it's combat is very original. Like we we said that with Spider Man, we really loved it. But you can draw comparisons to the Arkham games in terms of how it plays. Yeah, of course. Uh, there's no game out there that's like God of War. This is very original. Oh like, yeah. The combat is not like any other game. No. It has a not completely. No, yeah, you know, like it has a almost like a a fighter kind of mechanic in a third person. Like, almost open world setting it's it's kind yeah. of weirdly a like an over shoulder shooter but it's an over shoulder hack and slash yeah yeah there's a bit actually yeah yeah that's what it is so why was it your favorite game that you're um just ah oh, man brilliant question um <laughs> <laughs> one of these days we'll do an episode where it doesn't sound like a job interview yeah one of these days <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the graphics, themes, uh, yeah, all of it. Just all of it. It's amazing. It's a good game. That's why. It's so, it's tasty software. (laughs) I hope Uh, they hire me. Yeah, uh, it's really good, guys. I like it. Take me on. I know everyone in Norse mythology. We're not alone at one game of the year. Yeah, but, uh, but that's not why, like, for me, like, whether one game of the year or not is my favorite game of that year. And the reason being, for me, uh, other than the fact that I loved the reimagining of the character and everything, uh, my favorite thing about the game was the visuals. Oh, look at me. I'm Chris. I give a different answer. What? No, uh. I'm, just, I'm giving my honest answer. <laughs> no, the, like it just kept very creatively taking me off guard with these beautiful visuals um, and these really interesting creature designs or even location designs. Yeah. And just like the game was way more um, visually stunning than anything I was expecting. Um, cause I kind of like from the, I was expecting something along the lines of the last of us in terms of the journey and I was satisfied with what I got, mm. but I wasn't expecting so much visual flair that I felt, even though like God of War always had really cool creature designs and stuff. Yeah. Um, this put some sort of emphasis on it more so. And it, it really, I was like, holy shit. I was screenshotting God of War. Yeah, and I think a lot it's more the most, than I'd ever done before. I think it's the most stunning game in uh, HDR. Like, if you have HDR on your TV. That's fucking deadly. It's, yeah. like, because of the particle effects. So, yeah, yeah. when you kill something, uh, like, or, or you access the... Is, what's it called? Is, 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 I can't even say that. The Ig- world... Yggdrasil? That's the one. Yeah. The tree. Yeah, the world tree. Yeah, when you access yeah. that, the the particle Ig- effects Drizzle. there as well. Yggdrasil. Yggdrasil. Igdrizzle. It's Y G G D R A S I O. Now say it with me, people. Igdrizzle. Igdrizzle. <laughs> say it again. I'm here all week, folks. Igdrizzle. Igdrizzle. But yeah, all that stuff was just fucking. Unless awesome. I'm pronouncing it all wrong. of it is great. All of it is great, and it's well worth your time. What's really fascinating is that it was like a broken, hot mess a few weeks before it launched. Was it? Mm. Wow. I so bad that, that the head of worldwide studios of sony uh he looked at it and went no 
This really? Is, this is awful. I am just, and I remember being so happy for them with how well it received was. I remember yeah. seeing a video of Corey Barlog. Yeah. Is it Barlog? Because I always nearly say Balrog. <laughs> yes. Which is a fucking way cooler name. Uh, but I remember seeing the video where he posted up and he was just reading other people's reactions, like, reactions and stuff. And he teared up. Yeah. And yeah. he just said thank you to everyone. And it just sort of, you go, you know what? Like, this game had a lot of hard work in it. And like Tomb Raider before, I said it before, like, they took a chance on this. Yeah. This was not like fucking, oh, if we do this, if we kind of take a last of a story narrative approach and if we totally change up where, like, that's what I meant earlier on with like, like God of War was a certain package. Yeah. And this is not the same at all. And yeah. yet, if you're a God of War fan, I think you'll fucking love this game. Like, it yeah. ha- I don't think it alienates you. It just, it has, it's an evolution um, of what they'd had before. And I just think they fucking nailed it. Yeah. It's like, well, I suppose, what does it mean to be um, human part of yeah <laughs> <laughs> well, part of a game series you know like is halo wars not a halo game because it's rts yeah right yeah um you know can some of these games that are that seem pretty stale can they change their formula as long as they hold i suppose what's important to the to the character to the world and I hope you take that question home with you folks. <laughs> <laughs> Debate it at home. So for 2018, uh, God of War was our favorite game. And then our second favorites were Spider-Man and Detroit Become Human. Yes. But there was a lot of other games out that year. And I'm sure people are going to be very mad at us for not naming um, one of them in particular. But there are a couple of others. But, you know, personal taste and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So Eric, you took down a list. I took there. down a list. Give, um, name out some of the other games that came out that year. Um, I'll leave. I'll leave the most. Um, what's the one that most people probably say is their favorite of that year? I'll leave that one to last. So I'll just start with. There was Life is Strange Two. Oh yeah. Beat Saber is a fun game. Overcooked Two, another fun game. Uh, Kingdom Come Deliverance, Fallout seventy six, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, Far Cry Five, A Way Out, which was. Um, really pushing forward the idea of hey let's let's do two player again because that was a thing lost with the mm-hmm. ps4 yeah octopath traveler a kind of old school 8-bit kind of final fantasy style game which is just looks really beautiful at stylization uh, monster hunter world a uh, fun kind of open world style game and then the most obvious one is red dead redemption 2 yeah yeah which none of us had on our list but Hey, it's, it's, a, it's amazing, yeah, phenomenally well We are not saying game. anything bad about it, okay? We are just limiting ourselves to our personal favorites, okay? Do yeah. not kill us! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're trying to redeem ourselves! Um, okay, so that concludes our favorite games from the year 2018. Yeah. Uh, next episode is 2019, which is the last year of this sort of first topic series. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, we'll be discussing out of those games... We're kind of like this. This is kind of like brainstorming in a way. All these episodes are like year by year, which was our favorite. But then at the end of it, okay, if you had to break it down, answering the actual question, what was your favorite game of the decade? Which is following after that. Um, so like that one, we'll get to go through a few, but it'll be sorry. I imagine kind of a quicker discussion because we've already broken down the reasons for why we like the games. So it'll just be picking out of the lot which ones were our kind of contenders for game decade and then settling on that that for me that was the game of the decade or whatever okay so 
Um, and we hope people get in touch to let us know their favorite games of 2018 and at the end of this also their own pick for game of the decade um, so yeah that finishes up this episode and we'll see you guys next time that's it bye bye